designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. I am so excited to be with you today. Today we are looking at verse number six of the Sermon on the Mount. As we... have been going through the Beatitudes one by one, I hope you have learned something new or been reminded that Jesus is talking to his disciples and the people gathered around, equipping them in order that they know what it looks like to follow him and to be truly satisfied in a world of dissatisfaction. Like the song from the great theologian, the Rolling Stones, I can't get no satisfaction. We try and we try, but we can't get satisfaction. Well, today we have good news for you because we can tell you how God says we can be satisfied. That is such a good, that is such good news, isn't it, Lindsay? Oh my gosh, yes. I can't keep on thinking about this song though. I can't get no (laughs) satisfaction. If we're ready for to cut a record yet, but you know we can work on that. That that might be that might be a totally new episode. All right, let's get right into the scripture. Read Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So just like in Jesus' day when he was sitting there talking to 
um, the people and his disciples, he speaks to us to equip us to do the same thing. And so he says, if we thirst, hunger and thirst after righteousness, then we'll be satisfied. So um, just like in our day, food and water are necessities and not a luxury. The same was very true in Jesus' day. They were very careful and never wasted the water. They cultivated their food and used wells of water as if their lives depended on it, because it did. When Jesus linked hunger and thirst after righteousness to them, they understood how important it was. It, mean, it meant that righteousness wasn't a luxury, but it was a necessity. Our physical life depends on food and water, just as our spiritual life depends on the righteousness of God. Because within ourselves, there is no righteousness. And I know that we say that from week to week, but that's really the the very heart of what we're talking about is knowing that we need Christ for our life. Just like we need food and water, we need him for everything in our life. We hear all the time we are what we eat. I think if I was what I <laughs> I think I would be a ball full of sugar. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if that would be so pretty or not. <laughs> as pretty as it looks anyways. But, um, you know, we never seem satisfied after that. I even, you know, every single time after I eat sugar, it's I want to go back for more. I want to go back for more. So um, it's where our spiritual growth comes in, you know. Um, believe that, you know, just being able to take a look inside of our hearts and being able to understand where God can, can fill us up. Yeah. And I'm, if you look really close for me, you probably can see a biscuit like right here because <laughs> if you are what you eat um, and uh, sometimes it seems to satisfy us and sometimes it doesn't, not for very long, but that's where our spiritual growth comes in. Our spiritual growth is that important. Um, it's so true that at our very core, we are spiritual beings and that we need spiritual food and spiritual growth. Sadly, um, I got the physical growth down to a science. <laughs> it's easy, but the spiritual growth takes intentionality and it has to be something that we plan. Um, we plan in our life to do something that we have purpose in. Um, and it's not like just sitting down for breakfast or lunch or for dinner, but it's like it says in Durham. Deuteronomy, as we go, everything that we do, as we stand, as we sit, as we, those things are the things that we um, have to go for and really go after in our life and hunger and thirst. You know how when we feel hungry, um, we really, especially if you go to the grocery store and you feel hungry, <laughs> that's really dangerous. And you fill up that cart really fast, like on the first two aisles. And then you get home and you didn't have what you needed because you just <laughs> wanted what you were hungry for. And I think about that in my spiritual life. Sometimes if I'm going through the scripture, is that like my grocery aisle? And sadly, I would say really not because I'm not always looking for what I need to be looking for. Cause sometimes it becomes and it is, it is habit, it needs to be habit, that we read his word and that we come to him. And, um, and I don't say habit in a sad or bad kind of way, but in a way that we know how important it is to us that we have to go and search and hunger for righteousness because there is no righteousness in our own, of our own. And the Bible talks about our spiritual eyes and ears and hearts and souls and all that make, up, make us up. And who we are and all that, um, all that, all of those things need to be spiritual fulfilled. Mm -hmm. 
And the only way we can do that is if we're looking and listening and our hearts are open and our souls are, are pure before God because of his work in us and that we're working out again of his identity in us, our identity in him, our being in him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians 1.18 says, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what it is the hope to which he has called you. What When I think of enlightened, I think about being in a dark room and something just shining in. And I know sometimes like in our thunderstorms and things that we're having, mm-hmm. you know, in the afternoons here in Florida, which are so wonderful. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> But you can be sitting in any room that has a window. And all of a sudden, it's, even if the lights are on, the lightning is so bright that it flashes and you see it. Mm-hmm. And I think about that enlightening of Jesus coming in as we're, uh, you know, maybe sometimes we're not even looking for it, but he's enlightening our eyes and, and our ears, I mean, to hear and to listen and to see and mm-hmm. to have the insight that he has called us for. You know, I, this is my family verse, actually. So um, it's pretty neat um, that you picked this one um, just to call it and talk about. But I, I agree with the enlightenment feeling of um, it's almost like it's a miracle being made, just like a baby's being made. And I was thinking about this for Hannah when I was, um, this is our family verse, that the that your heart is enlightened and um, that that you're that you have a change that happens in your life and you pro- as you progress um, and be able to know him and grow in your relationship with him. Right. So you're kind of seeing from your heart's perspective mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's so important for us. And also in the parable of the sower, that God is saying, "Listen up, um, he who has ears, let him hear." And then in Psalms forty-two one through two. As the deer pants and follows streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then John 10, 3 through 4, the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all, all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. The sheep may not be very smart, but they are smart enough to know that if they're going to be fed and satisfied, they have to follow the shepherd to the grassy field. Mm. And we as sheep, we are his sheep. And the only way to be satisfied is to follow him. He has everything we need and he wants to give it to us, but it's up to us to receive it. So if we want to live the blessed life, Jesus says we must hunger and thirst for the right things, Mm -hmm. for righteousness. That seems foreign to what the world is seeking. And I think we think that we're not sheep, right? Right. <laughs> we think we've got it all together. We think we know what to do or we are just hungering after the next best thing. Um, so what is the world seeking today? Sadly, the world seeking riches, self, mm-hmm. prominence, you know, uh, freedom to do whatever they want. Um, like in the message yesterday, our pastor was saying, um, free to do whatever they want, what, whenever they want, with whoever they want. And I think that is the thing that the world is seeking. And um, you can seek after all these things and more, and all you may, and you may obtain them. And, and in, in our world today, it seems that people are attaining those things. But when they get there, do you still feel empty and void of blessing 
or of being satisfied. And I've talked to so many people who have said, oh, I thought I was doing what I needed to do. And I kept, you know, but then also the voidness comes because we were, we were doing it without being. And I think I said in one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about how God never asks us to do anything that's outside of his identity in our identity in him. So he's going to give us what we need to accomplish that if we're seeking him and seeking that righteousness. Mm. Um, So, you know, talking about the identity of Christ and um, those blessings that God does give us. So how do you view blessings and, and, being blessed today. I think we kind of cheapen it a little bit today because everything that happens that's a little bit good, we say, oh, that was a blessing. (laughs) And it is, it could be. But what I mean by saying that we cheapen it is that um, if we're in line at Starbucks and we get up there and we get our coffee and it's made right, that's not necessarily (laughs) a blessing. (laughs) Although sometimes it may be because I have been having a bad day. It sure is a blessing. Sometimes That's right. And you've waited in this line that is for miles long and I, what I don't understand, but anyway, that, that whole thing, it might be sort of one, but, but we're, I think we're selling blessing short when we say that, um, in, Oh, what a blessing, you know, I got, I got it in five minutes. My meal was quick today or just simple things that we think about or, um, you know, I'm glad it was fast because I was going to be late to work. Isn't it such a blessing that I'm on time for work when maybe we should have left five minutes earlier? I don't know, but I'm just saying that sometimes we say things are blessings and, but the blessed, the blessed life is a matter of life and death just like we talked about in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to our spiritual lives, which brings about a much larger perspective. Um, so I want to read an excerpt from a book um, called Live Like a King by Warren Wearsby. Um, this is so good. and explains this much better than I can. Um, so you're thinking, why didn't you just read this 10 minutes ago? <laughs> we could be done. But uh, Jesus tells us, This is, quote, Jesus tells us that the way to be satisfied is to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It is a hunger for holiness that fills the heart and satisfies the appetite of the inner man. It is too bad that we desire lesser things, including lesser blessings, end quote. So the words holy and whole belong to the same family. To be holy involves wholeness, sin divides and destroys, but holiness unites and builds. Holiness is the basic attribute of God. When you hunger for holiness, you hunger for God. And to have God in your life means wholeness. He puts everything together. When the prodigal son hungered for things and thrills, everything fell apart. When he came to himself and returned to the Father, everything was made whole again. In fact, what we what he was looking for in the far country he found right at home. To be righteous means to be right with God, right with self, and right with others. When you hunger and thirst for God, then you are causing the inner man to function as God made it to function. So what are your thoughts on that, Lindsay, about blessings? You know, I find this actually true in my life each and every day. Um, I... It's a struggle um, when we wake up. Um, when I focus on worldly pleasures like money, um, I always worry about 
the budget or what's going to happen next or if Todd spent some kind of frivolous money mm-hmm. <laughs> on golf, on golf it's shoes. It's a man yes. thing. <laughs> it's always golf that I'm always all upset yeah. about. Um, or recognition um, or, or pleasure and success. I feel like that's all the time at work. Um, it's just those things that, or how I dress, um, or maybe it's the ideal family or house or my car. Um, but when I focus on how I can do or deserve these things versus daily committing to him, focusing on God and who he is, I just feel like there's um, such a big difference. And um, if you're a Christian, you have him inside of you and the Holy Spirit lives in you. And I find when I live intentionally, letting him be my center of the focus, I gain that true wholeness and satisfaction and and so much more. Just recently, um, I've been studying a first Peter and waking up each morning and challenging myself with Bible verse. Um, first Peter two, one through three. Therefore, rid yourself of malice and of deceit, of hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Like a newborn baby, crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Amen. Mm. Amen to that. Um, so if we're seeking anything besides God's righteousness, will we ever be satisfied? And the answer in scriptures is no. So, I mean, we might find, we find pleasures and we find things that we enjoy and I'm not saying that there's that you shouldn't seek after certain things, but only within seeking him first, I guess is what right. I'm trying to say. So if we are seeking certain things that God never intended us to have, then we're going to be like just running on a treadmill and, you know, boxing with ourselves because <laughs> there's, we're not really going to obtain what we're really looking for. And I think that's what it's talking about when it talks about that, that we can only be satisfied by seeking the righteousness of God and hungering and thirsting after him, because he knows, and we know Mm -hmm. that there's so many things to hunger and thirst for now. And it's one of those things that I think we get um, a little bit out of balance sometimes. Um, Also, I think that we, um, are just running and running and running on our own energies a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're seeking a substitute for what our true satisfaction would be. And um, so as I think about that and I see the things that are going on in our world today, um, it's really sad to to see what's happening and not, and for myself too, because Mm -hmm. When I think about it, am I really hungering and thirsting as if my life depends on it? And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I think God wants the best for us. I know there's so many questions that feel like, gosh, I shouldn't want this, or I shouldn't want success in my life, or, you know, a family, or all these as these things that are of the world. Um, but I think our, our pure focus, when we focus on the Lord, our God, our Savior, He is the one that provides. He's the one that provides just enough, whatever it is that He wants for our lives, mm-hmm. 
So as we as servants, we also, in our meekness and our known of who we are, um, we need to treasure what he does give us and to use those gifts to for his glory. Well, you know, the Bible talks about giving a giving us the desires of our heart. The problem is that we desire the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So the first part of that is, if, you know, if we're wholly, you know, looking to him, then he changes our desires. So yeah, our amen. desires may be toward our family, and that's not a bad thing. Our desires may be toward some sort of success in, in business or life or whatever that may be. And he gives us those as part of the satisfaction of the desires that we derive by seeking him. Mm. So it's not that it's, it's more of a focus on who he is and who we are in him. And when we're focusing on that, a lot of our desires are given to us because that is because we're desiring the things from him and not for our own. So good. Um, so I think that um, the Rolling Stones had bad theology. <laughs> <laughs> Even because though I can't get them out of my head I right know, now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll have to give you another song later that like it's a small world. No. Okay. Now you won't think about oh, that. You now you'll be getting that in your head and we'll have to do something else. But if if you want satisfaction, you can get it. That's what he's saying. Um, the satisfaction comes in where when we're seeking the righteous thing. Um, so it comes when we hunger and thirst after righteousness. So this is a good place to stop for this week. And we'll pick up next week with verse number seven. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.